Welcome to the Children's and Young Adult Novels Book Club, Siam Book Club for short, where we connect you with the stories worth telling. I'm your host, Zach Whiting, and today is our first short story Saturday. So again, in case you haven't uh, heard yet, this is a new type of episode that we are going to be posting every month. In addition to our book reviews, checking out other books published by other people that we believe are worth reading, these are stories that we have crafted in-house to share with you, and you can know that these will be clean, these will be good, and they will also be meaningful. These are stories worth telling. Here's our first one. I hope you enjoy. The Gift Glint Elderwood was terrible at making gifts. Oh, he was great at receiving them. He'd mastered each of the seven faces of excitement very early on, and he knew exactly which one to use when he received something he didn't quite like. But whenever the festival of friendship approached, his stomach began to ache. This year... Glint was determined to make something with his own two hands. As the sun set far beyond the falling snow, he made his way to the little yellow shed behind his house and lit a candle. Then he found a block of mahogany and got to work. Unfortunately, as always, the wood refused to be carved by any of his tools. The screwdriver made a terrible scratch. The hammer dented up the edges, and the chisels were useless. As the candle drew to its end, he huffed down on a little stool he had made and stared at the splintered remains of redwood on his workbench. Then his stool gave out. Ella heard a squeal from outside. She looked through the kitchen window just in time to see Glint brush himself off and storm out of the shed. As he made his way in, she prepared a slice of pickleberry pie on a plate with a hot cup of cocoa to go with it. There you are, she lilted as she set the pie and cocoa on an end table by Glint's chair. I thought she'd be out there all night. Glint slipped off his boots and sunk into his chair by the hearth, where a warm orange flame danced. I won't be stepping foot in that shed ever again, he growled. Then he took a long sip of cocoa and felt much better. And why would you say such a thing? Because, Glint sighed, it's useless. I'll never make a blasted thing. You're too hard on yourself, Ella said. You spent all this time worrying about the things you can't do. You've nearly forgotten all the things you're extraordinarily good at. Ha! Like what? Glint said as he took a bite of the pie. Well, Ella crept around his chair and with one swift movement took Glint by the hand and lifted him to his feet. You were once an excellent dancer. She twirled in his hand and grabbed him by the waist. He had no choice but to join in, and before long they were laughing and swaying along to music 
that only they could hear. Ella placed her hand on his scruffy cheek. You've never been good at making gifts, Glint, and maybe you never will be. But that doesn't mean you have nothing to give. You make me smile every day. That's the greatest gift I've ever known. Then she laid her head on his chest as they swayed by the fire. Glint was also terrible at hiding his tears, and she didn't want him to feel ashamed. Suddenly, shouts from outside brought them both to alert. The cracking of wood against stone made their hair stand on end. Something was going on in the village, and it didn't sound good. In a flash, Ella disappeared into the other room and returned with an armful of bandages. Glint threw on his tweed jacket and cap. Together, they darted outside and down the street through the blustery snow. When they reached the town square, they froze at the sight of a massive shadow lumbering around in the flurries above them. Every step it took shook the ground beneath their feet, and somewhere up in the darkness, two red eyes glowed. Ella broke from her trance and scanned the street for other people. Small figures moved in the gray mist, disappearing behind corners of buildings. A slight movement of green caught her eye. A girl was huddled on the ground, shivering. Ella went closer and fell to her knees. Juniper, why are you laying in the snow? The girl pointed to her leg before wiping her nose. Ella looked and saw a red stain on the stocking. Everything's going to be okay. Let's just get you fixed up, shall we? A loud crash stole her attention for a moment, and she saw the large black boots of the giant creature crush the ice sculpture at the center of town. Glint suddenly ran off and disappeared into a nearby house. Can you walk? Ella asked, lifting the girl to her feet. Juniper nodded with a wince, and they started down the road away from the looming figure. Glint vaulted over a broken wheelbarrow and slid across the cobblestone street right into the front door of a blue home. Inside, he was met with a dozen little eyes glistening with tears. There you are, he laughed. My elf army. He puffed out his chest. Waiting for your general to give you orders, eh? Well, I'm here now. There's no time to dally. On your feet, soldiers! The children looked up at him with confusion. Do you want to get out of here or not? I said, on your feet, soldiers! After a bit of hesitation, one by one, they stood up. That's it, Glint continued. Now, what do you say we give this bobblehead outside a run for his money? Then he turned on his heels to leave out the back door. A small voice called after him. 
It's not a bobblehead, it said. Glint whipped around to see the other children looking at a little boy in the front with tassels on his hat. Glint knelt beside the boy with a spark of curiosity in his eye. What's your name? Billy, the boy replied. Tell me, Billy, what do you mean it's not a bobblehead? That giant out there seems pretty oafish to me. The children stifled laughter. I saw it, Mr. General. I really did. I believe you, Billy, Glint said. What was it you saw? A large black boot smashed into the front of the house, sending the children screaming to Glint's back. Uh, what do you say we finish this conversation elsewhere? Billy agreed. Down the road, Ella appeared at the base of the clock tower. She, along with the rest of the town, had gathered there because it was the furthest building from the town square, where the shadowy figure still stomped around in the hazy snow. What in the stars is it? Ella whispered. It's my own doing, croaked a sobbing voice. Ella turned to see a stout man with a green sheepskin jacket waddling up next to her. Bertrand? The man wiped a tear from his cheek with a thick finger. It's true, he choked. I wanted to surprise you all this year. Give the festival a little something extra, you know. Started off with a bang. A bang? shouted a woman, clutching a pink shawl to her chest. Your little creation has nearly destroyed the whole town. Little isn't the right word, said Ella. Bertrand, what do you mean you wanted to surprise us this year? She looked back at the giant shadow just a hundred yards away. What did you make? A giant toy soldier? Glint shouted. He and the children had made their way out of the back of the house and into the woods beyond the town. Little Billy was sitting on Glint's shoulder. Taller than the clock tower and made of solid wood. Billy almost sounded excited now that he was away from danger. Can you imagine it, Mr. General? A toy the size of a mountain that can move on its own. I don't have to imagine, Glint said as he lowered the boy to the ground. Unfortunately, I think I'm going to have to turn it off. Turn it off? Billy pined. But how? Glint looked down from the hill they were on, through the tree branches to where he could just make out the silhouette of square shoulders and a tall rectangular hat looming over the town. I'll think of something, he said. Now, you kids stay here. Don't you dare think about going down there after me. I can handle my own. Billy, you're in charge while I'm gone. And with a wink, he ripped off a large piece of bark from a fallen tree and sledded down the hill. We can't just wait around for it to crush us. Ella said. 
We have to do something. Bertrand was whimpering in the arms of his wife, while the others looked petrified by fear. Or perhaps it was the biting wind that was slowly freezing them to the porch of the clock tower. Just then, a scraping noise caught Ella's attention, and she turned just in time to see Glint hop off his makeshift sled. It's a giant toy, he huffed. I know, she responded. What are we going to do? Glint looked up at the glowing red eyes of the toy soldier, felt its pounding feet shaking every fiber of his being. We need to destroy it. Destroy it? Bertrand was back on his feet and bouncing toward them. But it's beautiful. Clearly there are some problems I need to fix, but I've been working on it all year. I understand, Bertrand, but if we don't do something, the whole town will be gone, and us along with it. He's right. The townsfolk split down the middle to reveal a thin woman with an elaborate tool belt around her waist. No other way around it. We have to take it down. Glint nodded to the woman. Thank you, Maya Kringle. The woman stepped forward and brushed a lock of brown hair behind her pointed ears. Tell us what to do, Glint. Glint nearly tripped. He struggled to find words with which to respond. No, Maya, I, I can't lead us. I'm afraid toys aren't exactly my expertise. He rubbed the back of his neck in an effort to look casual about his biggest insecurity. We don't need a toy maker, Mr. Elderwood, Mayor Kringle said. And that's all we are. She gestured to the rest of the townsfolk, all of them looking just as confused as Glint felt. What we need is a toy breaker, and I think you're the best one we've got. Glint looked at Ella, who gave him a curt nod, as if to agree with what the mayor said, as well as to say, You can do this. Saving the town, Glint muttered, gazing out through the gray snow at the houses and shops that still stood, and at the ones half-pummeled and squashed. That's a pretty good gift, wouldn't you say? My gift... To everyone. Right then, the clock tower shook with the sound of midnight. Twelve chimes signaled the beginning of a new day. The day of the festival. The giant toy soldier turned toward them, its eyes now fixed on the tall, undamaged structure emanating the song of new beginnings. Glint took Ella in his arms and he kissed her. Happy festival day, my love. Happy festival day, she replied. Then together they ran toward the giant, the whole town on their heels, one band of friendship and love against the looming shadow above. And in that moment, 
Glint acknowledged for the first time that he was terrible at making gifts. He would probably never craft anything of worth in his entire life. And that was okay. He had a different kind of skill. One that nobody else in town could perform quite as well as he could. He was very good at breaking toys. Thank you for listening to our first short story Saturday. It means so much, and I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it with everyone you know. I would love them to experience this story for themselves and to share it with the people in their lives. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you would, leave a review. A review is one of the best ways you can support the podcast and tell everybody else out there, hey, this is worth listening to. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode.